Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode number 408 of The Mail Right Show. And we, John and I, are here. We are going to do this awesome, amazing show. And guess what we're going to talk about? We're talking about hyper-local again. Yes. Everybody get excited. You know, why does it keep coming up over and over again? Why are John and I just going to keep hammering this home? How to get more local businesses for Earth Thursday 2023. We should be saying that part of the hyper-local equation that we're focused on is connected to your Google My Business profile. And we should also be saying that John and I's experience is that 80 or 90% of the inquiries that realtors get is for listings. Listings are, are now going to be the coin of the realm in terms of digital marketing, which makes this because of lawsuits that are happening with NAR, concerns that are happening in real estate, and the fact that Google has been investing more and more time, energy, and effort into their hyperlocal ranking between all, like sending more and more searches into those profiles. So between all of those things, it creates a perfect storm where you, our customers, are starting to really realize at a core level just how important this vertical really truly is for your business. So we're going to keep talking about it and trying to be helpful to all of you. And today's subject, this episode, 408 of The Mailwright Show, is going to be how to get more leads. Now, we've talked about the profile. We talked about some basic ways to optimize it a few shows ago. If you didn't see there or hear that show, please go back and check it out because it's a good way to kind of get you into the mindset of setting up your profile. This show is going to be talk, talking about once your profile is set up, how might we get leads? John has also picked for us some more advanced strategies on uh, getting ranking. Um, and, and I'm going to uh, fill in my expertise here and explain how some things that connect into ranking also connect into lead conversion, which is exactly what everybody here wants. Everybody listening to the show, you want leads, you want phone calls. But before we dive into this incredibly important, relevant, super exciting topic, John is going to introduce himself for those of you who may not know who he is, and he's going to share his wisdom, expertise, and all the lovely things that he's done over at his uh, web development company for real estate agents. John? Oh, thanks for that, Rob. So I'm the joint founder of mail-right.com. We're a digital pay, digital paid agency. We've got our own technology suite based on WordPress, and we utilize Facebook and Google local adverts to get more leads for you. I've also got news of a special offer. If you sign up for one of our yearly um, plans, we, you will get six years of Facebook managed adverts for free. Um, we normally charge $250 a month for managing your Facebook campaign. But for the first six months, you will get that for free if you sign up for one of our yearly plans. Back over to you, Robert. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who may not know me, my name is Robert Newman. I have been uh, a real estate SEO expert inside the real estate, residential real estate space now for 15 years. I've worked for major notable companies like Agent Image, Forza. I've worked for independent uh, incubators doing very, very large-scale custom web development jobs. And now, seven years ago, I founded my own company, InboundREM.com, which focuses on uh, SEO as a service for real estate agents. We do both very large-scale projects, huge custom web development projects. And we also do very small, very focused projects, such as just work on your hyperlocal profiles. 
So if you'd like to learn more about me or Inbound REM, just go to inboundrem.com, look at my About Services page, and uh, that should take care of you. We've also added a whole bunch of free resources to the website recently, including 300 tips that you can uh, give away to your buyers on your website. It's free. Go grab it at inboundrem.com. You'll get a beautiful ebook and a brochure, um, and uh, you can add it to your website. All right. So without any further ado, we're going to jump into today's subject. Um, for those that may be new to the show, John produces the show, and I am kind of like the guy that shows up and is his uh, online talent, especially when it comes to SEO subjects. So um, we divide ease like our efforts. John is the one who does all the grunt work for the outline of the show. So John, you've done an incredible job this time. You added a tremendous amount of notes. You gave us six different bullet points that you wanted to cover. And the first one is why is local SEO significant? Like I'd like to add on to this after the fact because we've just done a new round of research uh, in our brand and content team over here at Inbound REM. But I'd love to hear you intro this and, and give your thoughts and then I might add a couple of my own after the fact. Yeah, I think the reason why it's important because it links hardware with software and that's always the strongest sector. And what I mean by that, folks, is um, before the mobile phone, before the iPhone and before Android, local SEO was there. Um, it was a thing. It was um, a sector that there were expertise in. But with the iPhone and with the Android, um, local SEO is being put on steroids because fundamentally, um, if you've got a phone on you, a mobile phone on you, and almost all adult Americans do, and you're searching um, on your phone for particular local services because you're doing it on a mobile device, Google roughly knows where you are. And because they know your location, they can obtain the location information. And because you're on a mobile device, they can feed you adverts and information based on where you are. Obviously, there's privacy. There's all sorts of other concerns about that, but we have to live in the age that we live in. And... Because of that basic fact, because of the mobile device and Google's technology, um, that's why it's so powerful. That That's my own thought on it. What's yours, Rob? Okay. So, first of all, this is my own basic math when I first got into the subject. So, for everybody listening to the show, I was saying a couple of shows ago that we felt like I'd seen about a three or 400% spike in the amount of traffic that Google was sending into Google profiles. And I was using my own and about 10 or 15 of my clients' profiles to measure that result. It wasn't a huge case study, but it was a case study. Since then, the head of my brand and content team actually went out and spent 20, 30 hours researching the subject, doing actual proper deep analysis. And here's some amazing facts that those of you should consider. 98% of the realtors in this country have not bothered to set up a Google business profile. 98%. Jesus. Okay. So that means that when you walk into your office in the morning, guys, and you look around, understand that the vast majority of people that you're putting your eyeballs on, they, they're not even competing against you. 
They're not even trying. So first of all, in comparison to the amount of people that hold licenses, it's a massive untapped audience. Number two, this is my own personal experience. Sean, when you and I start talking about things you can do to optimize it, uh, like a profile, just setting it up correctly, I would say that of the point to like the 2% of agents that bother to set up a profile, the ones who know how to optimize it or set it up correctly are literally maybe 10% of that, if even that. So now we're down to 0.01% of the entire country might even know how to set up a profile correct. Now you add into the subjects that we're going to talk about today. So slightly advanced. There are entire services, Local Easy, Bright Local, White Spark. These are companies that are massive marketing companies and all they do is essentially optimize these local profiles. That's it. That's all they do. There's nothing else. That's all they do. And they're hundreds of millions of dollars big every single year. So when you start looking at, and and guess what? Real estate tends to be about 10 years behind all other service industries, plumbers, contractors. There's so much money in those industries. And one group of guys is usually like, I have an old client, twin, the Twins Plumbing Company. Their marketing budget every month, including for local, is thirty dollars to $50,000. Because they're a plumbing company. They've got like 15, 20 trucks running around Southern California, generating millions and millions of dollars of revenue. And whoever gets these plumbing jobs, you know, each plumbing job for them, it's fifty to $100,000. Now, here's the crazy thing, John. They've done the math and figured out that the local profile is worth 10000 of their budget every month, like $10,000. The local real estate agent doesn't realize that being ranked one through three in those search packs is probably going to equal out to be about two, $300,000 in GCI. It's just as much money to a realtor. Just the realtors don't realize it. They don't realize that being ranked there is going to get them calls for listings, going to be able to put listings under contract. And in the market that we're in and are going to be in for the next five to 10 years, listings are gold. They are in almost every market. You get a listing under contract. It is essentially a commission earned just over time. That's it. You're done. That's all you need is the contract. And that's what these profiles deliver to you. So hyper-local is absolutely one of the most underserved, most important, easiest to win marketing opportunities a real estate agent has. Full stop. So how do you win it? So we already went through the basics. John is moving into an advanced strategy now that will absolutely impact your your hyperlocal profile. So for that very small percentage of our audience who has a profile, this is where you really need to pay attention. Tune in to this part of the show. Now, John, I'm going to let you introduce bullet point number two and talk about this for a second. Well, it was kind of, it's always been the section of um, local SEO that made it a bit different to um, city, large metropolitan, regional, national, because you, you've got all these directory um local service directories, um, Yelp, Yellow Pages. And when it comes to regional, national, or very highly competitive metropolitan, like the Bay Area or New York, they're not quite so important. Um, But you could debate that, metropolitan. Um, 
But when it comes to most cities, most areas, um, it's one of the factors that Google looks at. It, it's looking to confirm that you're a legit player, that you're legit, that you're doing business in the area that you're stating when you set up your Google Business local page. Um, and one of the factors they look strongly at, there are many factors, but what research I've done is they're looking at these directories. Plus, if you've got your own website as well, but we're going to touch that later on. But they're looking at these directories, and I think you mentioned you've got to, you've got to utilize the same email, the same phone. They want to see the same details literally letter by letter, digit by digit on all these different directories. And if they're different, it, they look warning signs start to flicker at Google. Um, you're not doing yourself any favors. Back over to you, Rob. So online directories are extremely important. I've had tons and tons of experimentation with this over the years, John, including on my own profile, which ranks for real estate marketing within about 80 miles of my, my office, which is my home. And I played around with the profile. And when I first started doing it, it was very similar to most of my philosophies. It's like, eh, if I'm going to be a marketing company, I should prove that I know what I'm doing. And I'll prove it first with me, with myself, because I compete against Luxury Presence, Ylopo, and Agent Image. They're all within 30 miles of my location. So I compete against all of them for the search term real estate marketing. So when I constantly come up number one, that means I'm beating all these other guys that sell SEO as a service. And the reason I, I just wanted to do it to, to see if I could do it. But here's how I found online directories and citations and things like that to impact the profile. Number one, if you have just a few, just a handful of directories that have a different address, because when I first started, I started off at a PO box. I didn't want to use my home address. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I discovered through a series of experiments that somehow Google knew it was a PO address and I wasn't getting any ranking whatsoever off that PO address. And so about a year into my business, I changed it over to my home address and no surprise, within like 30 days, I was discovering that I was starting to rank in local searches. However, my rankings kind of like stagnated pretty quickly and I discovered as soon as I changed those PO box addresses and synonymized my my personal address, my ranking shot up and have continued to shoot up ever since. And so address and directories is incredibly important in terms of ranking. And one of the things that most real estate agents are, here's a few common things that relate to your address that I care about, online directories and addresses. First of all, what happens if your address is that the same as a broker's? Like you work out of an office and you list yourself along with 100 other agents all out of the same address. Can you compete? Yes, it's harder, but you can. Here's where you will fuck epically fail is if you set up your home address and then you list your business address in different places, you will never rank anywhere. You choose one or the other. You choose an address and then what you do is you use services like WhiteSpark or Inbound REM or somebody to clean up all your addresses, find them, analyze them, and then change them over so that they're all the same address. This one thing that we're mentioning right now from these online directories is incredibly important. 
And all of you who are listening to this show already know what the 10 biggest directories are. I guarantee it. It's Zillow, Realtor.com, Bing, Yahoo, um, Google, Facebook, uh, all the big thing companies, Yelp. All those are the most reputable directories. So if you've heard of a directory, yellow pages, white pages are fairly far down the list, surprisingly enough. So you already know where the top 10 directories are. You just have to make sure that you have the same information listed in all of them. Um, all right. We could go, I could cover this subject forever. So we're, but we're not going to. As a matter of fact, we're going to go to our break right now. And when we come back, we're going to dig into some other meaty topics that relate to hyperlocal. Uh, we're going to rate, uh, talk about website optimization, creating content that is aimed at your local profile properties and tools, encourage customer reviews, and inside the optimization part and the uh, local focus content, I'm going to give out a couple of tricks and hacks to make that content actually get you phone calls. So stay tuned. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're so glad if you decided to stick with us for the second half of the MailRite show. Today's episode is number 408. We're talking about local SEO, specifically how to get more local business leads for Realtor. And we're focused today's show on what's working in 2023. So the next subject up that John has got down here for us is Google's properties in tools. So um, I didn't really quite know what you meant by that. So if you could dive into that, John, that'd be great. Well, I think, I think because Google's got a number of of its own properties and it's mostly the Google business profile. They're making all the things we discussed in the first part of the show. So there's a fundamental bit of overlap, isn't there? But I also think, you know, putting up images, um, the image search is a big thing and having the address. And um, yeah, and they're kind of, Number three overlaps number four, which is website ops your website. Because what I've read, and it's self-serving, but it is what I've read, is a lot of agents make the mistake by not having their own website. And my understanding, Rob, is part of this metrics of different factors that Google looks at is if you've got your own website and it's active and you're doing things on the website and it matches the stuff that you're putting on the website is about about the area that you've claimed through the Google business profile, it all matches. And so they're seeing a kind of spider web view of your online presence and everything kind of matches up. That's how I kind of globally see it, Rob. Now that I understand what you mean, I have a lot to say on the subject. Sorry about that, John. I didn't really understand. So Google does provide a whole massive toolkit, much deeper than most people realize. You have a Google Maps profile, which is also more commonly referred to as a local search guide. Like you can be a local search guide. Yes. You can also contribute reviews to other businesses and you can 
And here's what most people don't know because we leverage this inbound REM a lot. You can also make custom maps using their tools and then share them. Just share them with the world at large. You set the map to public and then you can take that link for that map that you've created and you can install it somewhere. And one of inbound REM's favorite hacks is to use that map on a local, uh, like on a website. And we, so what we're doing is we're using the customer's email address, creating a profile under their, them, creating a Google Maps profile for them and jump starting their local guide and maps profile. So when you're saying Google tools, that's one of the tools that nobody, as far as I know, Inbound REM is the only company doing it. I don't even know of anybody. I've never seen it anywhere else. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I am absolutely saying I've never seen it. So, except for us. <clears throat> and then you have YouTube, which is another Google profile. You have your Google business profile, which is yet another Google profile. Um, and there's probably an image library profile, which to be honest with everybody listening to the show, I don't know. There's also, and this is another one that we use that nobody else uses. There's an author profile, which is a very old Google. They defunct it, but they said that they're not tracking it anymore. Every single person like me who's been in SEO for a long time is under the belief that they're going to bring it back big time because for a very brief amount of time, Google was measuring the quality of your content, connecting it to an author profile, and then giving that profile a score so that your your content, if you're a guy like me, was automatically ranking. The reason they defuncted it is they started to notice that there were literally a few hundred people across the country that were dominating across all of search. Neil Patel, Brian Dean, like just people that had massive audiences, math, and were publishing hundreds of articles. And those guys were dominant because their articles are way more widely read than anybody else's on certain subjects. And so they said that they couldn't measure it about, they basically said, well, shit, we didn't realize there'd be such dominant players. And they, we don't know how to make this fair for the little guys. So we're going to mothball it while we figure it out. They then tried it again when Google Plus was around and then once again defuncted it for much the same reason, but it's still there. You have an author profile that measures the quality of your content. So when you start saying Google properties and tools, yes. And there's even, I, nobody even remembers this anymore, but there's Blogspot. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that. There's yeah. another Google tool. In some total, there's probably 15 or 20 different Google tools that you could theoretically set up. And Google does see them and measure them all correctly. And that, as I've said in other videos I've done about SEO, if you want to know what one of the secrets is to ranking, believe it or not, it's just making sure that Google can read what you're doing or understand. What about, what about the website, about having your own website? What do you think about that? Well, websites, um, I agree with websites. Search engines use a website to understand what your business does. I'm reading the notes that you put in. Location pages help search engines understand the areas you serve. That's 100% correct. As long as with WordPress or whatever you're using to set up your website, you use the same email address. Essentially, imagine it's a profile. chart, And so your profile is connected to your email address. I started my business under a standard Gmail email called inboundrem at gmail.com. I've never moved away from using it. Because when you switch your emails up, like let's say you decide to customize your email, like I have a Robert at inboundrem.com email, obviously now, seven years later. But 
it doesn't help you to change that information off all the profiles that you set up. And since I set them up using inboundrem.gmail.com, they're all still set up that way. Oh, right. So when you're setting up your website, make sure that you set it up using, a, so not, like don't use a Yahoo email address to set up your WordPress website when you're hoping that the WordPress website is going to be found for Google. Use your Google Gmail address. Same thing applies to your YouTube channel, your Blogspot account, your Google Maps account, all the same email address. When Google knows it's you, Jonathan Dinwood, Jonathan Dinwood's doing all these things and they can see everything, including your website, which is what the question was you asked me. That's when websites become really powerful. Yeah, good one. Sorry. The way I've um, dealt with this, Rob, is both with my my two businesses. I my main domain, my main email is with Google Workspaces, mm-hmm. but I've also bought a secondary domain that's very similar to the main domains, and they're for a service where I can have multiple inboxes at a very low price. Because the problem with Google Workspaces is fine with just one inbox, but if you have a multiple team and you have multiple inboxes, I'm not talking about aliases, I'm talking about actual physical inboxes. It's $6 a pop, so it can soon build up um, in cost. But the way I've dealt with it is I use another service for a very similar domain where I can have multiple inboxes without the $6 charge. So making sense, Rob. Yep. Um, I know that we're drifting, we're drifting out a little bit. But everybody who's listening to the show, listen. I try. I pride myself on being a transparent guy. When you understand what SEO is and how you do it properly, really, it just comes down to a lot of work and effort. And that's what Inbound REM does. We do a lot of that work and effort. We try to do it at a low cost and high quality. You just because you don't want to do it yourself. When you really understand how this all works. However, I try to tell you how it works up front. I'm going to tell you something that websites are incredibly good for, John. When you have a YouTube channel under your email address and when you're doing a Google Maps profile, like I've described, where websites become an almost unstoppable force in hyperlocal SEO is when you're linking your local YouTube videos to a neighborhood page. The neighborhood page is talking about this specific area. Then you've got the YouTube video with the latitude and longitude. Then you've got images that you've attached to that page with the latitude and longitude, now it becomes an unmistakable signal to Google. I'm here, boots on the ground, this area, you know it. I've got pictures, I've got video, I've got writing, and it's all interconnected into the website. That's where websites really start to get you power because now you're getting the traditional search volume sent to your page, you're getting the YouTube search volume sent to your YouTube channel, you're getting the image like search volumes into your image library. So between all three of those platforms, you're capturing a lot of the attention that focuses on that neighborhood. Your branding is synonymous however people are doing searches. And when it connects into a website where you can direct people to certain pages like your profile page, which has a deep bio and all your social proof, that's when you start to create a lot of marketing momentum to prove to somebody, I am a local expert. Can I ask, how do you deal with, so you're probably, I've been asked this a couple of times and I've never really vacillated because it's a tricky one. 
how do you deal with your relationship with your broker? Because your broker's going to want you to utilize it, like Robert at whatever the brokerage is, and or they're going to want you, they're going to offer you, or they're going to they're going to insist that you pay a monthly fee for a digital marketing pack, aren't they? A lot of a lot of the nas- the national franchise do that, but I. I, I think you should have your own website um, always and keep your own email and don't use the brokerage. What's your advice on all that? There's no clean answer to that, John. No. You're right. That is a tricky question. And I'm going to be straight with you. Here's the answer I generally give. And it's, it, it's, it's a shitty, arrogant answer. In my 15 years of doing this, it's been at least five or 10 since I've run across any CTO, CMO that understands SEO at the level that I do. So when an agent or a broker calls me that's working for a brand, I'm immediately telling them in no uncertain terms, you need to set up your own email address with like Google Works as an example, if you need to do an entire team, but we need to be in control of your email addresses. If your brokerage is issued one, great. You can continue to use that for all the broker required profiles that you need to have. If you're paying me out of your own pocket, no brokerage is, you, there is almost no brokerage out there that's saying that you can't market yourself. They're saying you can't. I'm delivering the bad news that you have to spend extra money. That's not an easy conversation because you have to spend extra money for something that you already have. But you absolutely have to do that, is my answer, John. And it's, like I said, you are correct. It's a sticky subject. It's a shitty subject. And especially when I get forced in the position of saying, listen, I get what you're telling me, Mr. Realtor, but I know a lot more about this than your brokerage does, and they've got it wrong. Because a lot of these nationals, some of the regionals and nationals, they, they want like 100, 150, 200 a month for their digital marketing package, don't they? Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on. So ladies and gentlemen, we're now deep into bonus content. Bonus content today is going to be the content and the reviews. And both these next subjects are ones that have to do with lead conversion, getting somebody to be a peruser to somebody who's going to be a phone caller. So they're the big subjects. It's great bonus content. It's almost like we timed it this way. We're exactly at the 30-minute mark. John usually does 10 extra minutes at the mail-right YouTube channel. I occasionally get around to requesting the files and getting it up on the on the inbound REM channels, but John always does it. So check out the mail-right uh, YouTube channel. So YouTube, mail-right, and uh, you'll see the show, uh, the 10 extra minutes of bonus content. So without further ado, create local focus content. Uh, what John has written here is local content can help you target local keywords, provide value information to your local audiences, consider blog posts, videos, or other content relevant to this area. We've talked a little bit about that. A restaurant might create a blog post, best places to eat. Every single thing that you wrote here is spot on. Why didn't you add any thoughts that you have and all, all add mine? Well, the reason why it's spot on is I didn't write it. I've just lifted it off other resources to for, for these show dates, to be truthful about it. But... I did read it and I did agree with it. Um, it's basically, you know, the content needs to have a, a high element of local knowledge to it, um, um, value to it, 
Um, and you know, Google's technology reads there. It matches up with all the other elements that we've outlined in this in this podcast. And um, when it comes to local content, ladies and gentlemen, here's your conversion tricks. Because I promised and promised and promised them. So how do you get conversion? How do you get calls? Come on, Robert, give us those conversion tricks. How do you how do you get calls without forcing registration? It is a subject that comes up in 30, 40% of my calls. All right, so here you go. Conversion happens with social proof, ladies and gentlemen. So when you're doing hyper-local information, if you've done a good job on your local page, done everything that John listed, local, you know, local properties, the restaurant, great blog posts, sold properties that connect into that specific neighborhood. That is the place that you start with your social proof if you have it to, to offer. If you're an experienced agent who's done business in this area, prove it by showing the sold properties. That gets people a lot closer to wanting to call you, especially if they identify something that looks similar to a property that they, they're thinking of listing or a property they're thinking of buying. That's number one. Number two is make sure that you connect that into your local reviews. So you can either have them on the same page under that neighborhood if you're super organized, which most of me and my clients are not, not to this degree, a review for somebody who did a specific piece of business inside that neighborhood with you is the number one way to go. But failing that, a single place on your website that you have all your reviews collected that is preferably a plugin or link to an external profile. Why? People don't trust the information that you publish to your website yourself because too many people have ruined it for all of you where they put fake information up or reviews that are 20 years old, they took an old letter, screenshot it, or retyped it out, put it on their website. So when somebody calls you and goes, oh, this Scott and you know Dorothy Kimmel review looks great. You go, oh yeah, that client was you know two decades ago. And nobody, nobody looks at that and goes, well, that's relevant in 2023, a market that in the early 2000s? No, it's, it's, it's only re- relevant to the history that you have in the area. It's good to say that you did, got a review from 20 years ago for sure, but is it really going to compel somebody to call you today? No. More recent reviews and things that you've done right now are what compel people to call you. That's why external systems like Google Reviews, Zillow, Facebook, that have dates and more information on it where you can see how recent those reviews were. And there's a certain amount of trust, not so much with Facebook, certainly with Google. And to a degree, Zillow. Zillow's like in the middle. And Yelp is at the very bottom of the stack. Like, very few people trust Yelp. So that you know. So... I few many people trust Zillow. Not consumers do, John. Consumers kind of trust Zillow. It is big enough and branded enough that they trust Zillow. I don't know that they should, but they (laughs) do. That is true. All right. Um... So create local folks gun. Now, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to continue on my tear and let you add your thoughts at the end of my tear here. Here's the number one conversion factor, okay, that you are in control of. Reviews. Okay. Boy, oh boy. I learned this trick a long time ago and I probably learned it from Zig Ziglar or Tom Hopkins or somebody like that. And God, it's made me so much money throughout my career. You know what the funny thing is about reviews, John, is that human beings are fundamentally lazy. We're lazy. 
So when you request a review, the worst possible thing that you can do is say, John, will you please go to my Google reviews channel and leave me a review? And then we leave it at that. When you call a client and say, will you please do this? That's exactly, you have maybe a one in 100 chance that they'll remember to do it and they'll go do it. If, however, you type out a letter or email and say, dear so-and-so, this is the experience that we had. This is the home we had. I just want to say how much I enjoyed serving you. All these three areas were my favorite parts of the transaction. By the way, if you could do me a small favor, reviews really help my business grow. If you feel like I gave you outstanding service, I would really appreciate it if you'd give me a review and then a link to the profile that you want the review on. But you don't stop there. You then go, I don't want you to copy what I'm about ready to tell you. But I would really love it if you cover the fact that we did a transaction in Van Nuys, that it was for a single family home, that it was roughly in the neighborhood of four to $500,000 and that we spent six months looking for the home, that we got in the car 50 different times and then we finally found your perfect home. If you can illustrate that customer journey for me, that is what would help my business the most. Now here, after doing this myself for 20 years of my sales career, is what amazes me. Despite the fact that you always ask for people not to copy what you said, they always copy what you said. So if you want to control what your profile says, you just write it for them. And for the most part, even if they don't copy it word for word, they usually summarize what you said and then throw it directly on your profile for you. So that's the number one hack I have. Now, why does that matter so much? Who, what, when, where, why, and how is always the reasons that we're looking for when we want to make a decision. That's it. Conversion. If you give somebody that, like I bought a home in, in Van Nuys, it was five to 600,000. This guy went out with me for six months. We took 50 times. It tells you so much about the realtor right there. That tells you so much about the experience. Like by the time you're done reading that, 99%, like anybody who's even vaguely thinking, maybe I want to call a realtor, they're going to go, oh shit, I got, I got to call this guy. I got to call him like right now because he's going to be patient. He's sold a home right in my price range. He's familiar with my area. This other human loved him. They sound like a much more complicated client than I'm going to be. Like, oh yeah. This is my, this is my human. That's how you get conversion. You control your reviews. You respond to every single one to even push it forward even more. 80% of all people that are making decisions about using you are doing so through social proof. So why in the world would you not control the messaging inside this space? It's never made any sense to me. And it's how I get more sales than anything else that we do. Well. You've made me very joyous here, Robert, because the mail rights system, we have a section, part of our platform that is built and it does exactly which you have just outlined. So you've made me extremely happy, Robert. Good. Then you should, my, if I was you, John, if you haven't already done this, for me, like a case study for mail right is this, just like walk your first couple of clients through using it, like make them use it, get them to use it, call them as many times as it takes for you to use it. Because I, I, I will make you a bet right now, John, you get somebody doing it, using that bit of your platform. They're going to make money. And from then on in, you 
are going to be able to have this realtor front and center, all your media going, this tool that John made for me is the best tool I've ever used in my entire career. You would be a foolish not to call him today. Okay. But it's not easy, but Robert's, you know, reviews and but it's just it's just to finish off, Robert. If you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to Robert and myself, and you just do a couple of the things we've outlined in the past three weeks, you'll be 90% in front of 90% of your competition. It's really that simple, really, Robert, isn't it? It really is. Now, I'm going to do what I've done the last couple of shows, which I rarely do, but Inbound REM is beta testing a service that does a lot of this for you. So for those of you people, and John also has a platform some of this for you as well. We both have systems in place that will do a lot of this work for you. You can either contact me at inboundrem.com or email me at robert at inboundrem.com. You can go to my services page to schedule a call. For this particular service, you will not necessarily get me. I've now got a staff taking these calls for the hyperlocal service line that we've got out. If you make a special request, or you think you have an exceptionally, you know, difficult problem to solve, you can potentially get me on the phone. John, how would you like people to reach out to you if they also would like to talk to you about the same subject? Yeah, just go to the mail-right.com website and book a demo, book a chat, and you get me and we chat it. It's, this area is the only area that we really fundamentally overlap. Because like I said last week, folks, we don't really deal with SEO. We are paid um, advertising, Facebook, and Google setting up your business profile and the platform. So it's paid traffic is what we're aimed at, where Robert and his team are content marketing and SEO. So that's why we can do the show together, because honestly... We dabble a little bit in it, but we don't take long-term SEO clients. We send them to Robert because we're in Facebook paid traffic. That's what 70, 80% of what we do with about 20 to 30% Google. Beautiful. Okay, a couple of last plugs for all of you listening to the show. The value proposition for what John does is just skyrocketed. Why? We're going to do a full show on it next week, but I'm going to give everybody here the cliff notes. Follow-up boss just sold themselves to Zillow. All right? This is a big deal. John has a CRM, maybe maybe not as robust as follow-up boss, but he has one that that is still within his and your control, not your main competitor. So there is something to be said for that. In my opinion, humble as it is, the SASA, software as a service guys like John, and in particular, John, who've taken the time to build an independent tool, now that the number one independent tool has just basically exited the independent part, okay? That means that there should be a lot of people calling John and people like him, just exploring your options. I'm not saying bail out a follow-up boss or that there's a reason to. I am saying that a lot of people are going to want to do that regardless of what I say. And if that's the case, this is a good time to talk to John. Now, we're going to get dive deep into the subject next week. Okay, we're going to talk about this sale of follow-up boss to Zillow. We're going to share our thoughts on it. We're really going to 
dig deep into it. John and I both independently at various times have talked about Follow Boss. I recommend Follow Boss. My clients use Follow Boss. Like I'm deeply immersed in this Follow Boss world. Great product, isn't it? Well, it was, it was a great product. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I believe that it's not a great product. Nah, like, nah, I was going to say, there are now things that you have to consider that you didn't previously have to consider. Just no doubt about it. Like you just have to. So anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show. John and I really appreciate it. Uh, I think that today is one of the big payouts for those dedicated listeners, those loyal listeners. Please do us a favor. If you have teams, if you have people that you're working with, this is a show you want to share. Share it with them. Um, and if, if for some reason you're a team guy or team gal, then um, make sure, 100% for sure, that you're working on your hyperlocal profile. Until next time, John, sign us off.